Hello and welcome and I am your host Omlan Das and this is the Fighter Fury podcast. So let's begin. Tonight in this episode we are reviewing tonight's Monday Night Raw. Now tonight's Monday Night Raw was absolutely fantastic. There was so much storytelling in every match in every promos. Promos were intertwining. That was really good. So let's jump up to what kicked off with Monday Night Raw. So let's begin. Now Monday Night Raw was kicked off with the double signing of contract for the Raw Women's Championship between Asuka and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Shasa Banks and also the WWE Championship match between the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler who is coming out of as a trade from SmackDown in exchange of AJ Styles now this doubles contract signing was to happen but before that when it kicked off we saw that how Banks and Bailey were attacking Asuka and you know trying to subdue her to make a statement that Bailey that Banks wants to be the raw women's champion and and how ba- bailey is helping her to you know keep keep her away from her smackdown women's titles keep her away from how she cannot be the number one contender for the smackdown women's championship so that's why we saw how she is very much supporting sasha banks for being the raw women's champion against asuka then when samova joe subdued everyone then came out Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and even Dolph Ziggler parted words with with the Drew McIntyre even Asuka and Sasha Banks did and the contract was signed but when the contract was signed Sasha Banks rudely misbehaved with Asuka and this angered Asuka to enrage and attacked her like they did and this and seeing the opportunity to Dolph Ziggler try to super kick Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre caught him and he tried to Glasgow he tried to claymore him but he also didn't get him and so the match was set between all these four contestants of extreme rules that tonight in the main event it will be a mixed tag team action between the Raw Women's Champion and Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler and the Sasha Banks then was the promo of how Big Show comes out and calls out Randy Orton for what Randy Orton said that what will happen to him next is on to him will be on him so that means Randy Orton is 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 in his way again to kill another legend according to him he is a legend killer so for him he wants to be he wants to kill another legend like, like and the legend is the big show so big show calls out randy orton for a match but instead andrade and angel garza interrupts to attack him because at the backstage big show interrupted andrade and angel garza and zelina vegas promo of their raw tag team championship match for between street profits and anytime soon but they had to face between viking raiders so 
how Big Show interrupted their interview. So that's why they wanted a revenge against him. So they wanted to attack him. But then the Nature Boy, the 16-time world champion, the two-time Hall of Famer, jet flying riding, limousine riding, kiss tailing, Hall of Famer, Ric Flair comes out and tells that Randy Orton is in backstage, but he will not come out soon until he takes on the Andrade and Angel Garza. So the match was also said for tonight that Big Show will face Andrade and Angel Garza in a one-on-two handicap match. Then was the match between Andrade and Angel Garza against the Viking Raiders. Now this match was also a good hard-hitting action. Everyone from everyone, all four of them is from NXT, and we all know from NXT they have made a name for themselves. So it was inevitable to be a flop match. So that was very good hard-hitting action was there. High-flying action. Skill set was absolutely fine, uh, precise, and we could see the what NXT's product has created in inside the minds of Andrade, Angel Gaza and the Viking Raiders and that was on display tonight and in the fallout of the match the Viking Raiders lost the match against Andrade and Angel Gaza when Gaza hit Ivar with Wayne Clipper then was the match between R-Truth and Akira Tozawa for the 24-7 championship this was a match that was brought forward from last week's Monday Night Raw as a rematch for the 24-7 championship that was to happen last week but it was intercepted by Bobby Lashley where we know because R-Truth costed him the WWE championship that ha- that he has been chasing for 13 years. Now this match happened, this match was also good, rather very short but you know R-Truth you know it also shows how R-Truth is a veteran in this business. You know, Arthur is a very funny guy, but he he knows how to wrestle very nicely. He knows um, very high-flying moves and hard-hitting action. So, that we saw tonight and how he retained the, how he became the new 24-7 champion for the 37th time, being the 24-7 champion by pinning Akira Tozawa. And then, the Akira Tozawa and all of the ninjas tried to chase him for the 24-7 championship to regain because 24-7 championship rule states that you need to defend your title 24 hours 7 days a week so according to the rules you need to defend it anytime anywhere then was the promo of Seth Rollins coming out to the ring and asking for forgiveness rather we'll not say it was like so-called forgiveness it wasn't a forgiveness but it was a rather kind of warning for Rey Mysterio that what his son did to him last week and the week before that he he is going to end his son's career before even it starts so it's very well going in right direction and it is also giving much of exposure to Dominic but we don't know how Dominic will get the exposure it will be at least for this rivalry or for almost whole of the WWE career when he steps in by this because we have seen in the past how WWE tried to market a a son of a father like we know Bruno Sammartino's child was marketed until Bruno Sammartino was in WWE when Bruno Sammartino left WWE his child was also not given any push 
rather because he had any skills but still he was not given any push so it could be like that or it could be beyond that but we don't know we have to see how the time being because it's just preliminary stage it's in the preliminary stages of the rivalry so i think we will see that and also we also saw how this uh, alistair black and alberto carrillo comes out to take on rollins and murphy rollins and murphy but rollins and murphy asks them why is what is their obsession against him but rollins this black and carrillo states that remy stereo is a legend he shouldn't be you know he shouldn't be touched like that he shouldn't be despised like that so they that they want the revenge against him so that we saw an impromptu match between them for in a tag team champ in a tag team match between alistair black and umberto carrillo versus seth rollins and buddy murphy now this match was very good now in this match i have something noticed that whenever alistair black buddy murphy and umberto carrillo and seth rollins meet up in a match you know every move they do every move they hit to each other they sell that you know it feels like yeah they are they are they are like legit kicking they have legit punching they are legit striking knees to the faces yeah it sells out like yeah it's real and in this rivalry between this Uh, Remy Stereo, Alistair Black, and Umberto Carrillo between these Buddy Murphy, Austin, Austin Theory, and Seth Rollins. It's just like you know, it's just a facade. No, it's just like the how to say like the rivalry of something else was brought forward into something else. Like you know, the actual rivalry was between Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, and the Seth Rollins's rivalry with Umberto Carrillo, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, that was another rivalry. When that rivalry finished, you know, this rivalry of Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, that got, I'll say, in a language of Pokemon, they say, like, it got evolved into another stage. It got evolved to another level. So that's why I think we're seeing that because from last year, I think from October or November, we are seeing Alistair Black versus Murphy many times numerous times we have seen on raw even on tlc we saw that then in january february march april it's it's almost june it's half the year half the year have gone and we are seeing the same rivalry going on it's just like the rivalry is same but it got evolved to another level so that's why i'll say it's just the rivalry between Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy that got evolved into the rivalry of this Monday Night Messiah thing between Rollins Murphy and Austin Theory versus Alistair Black, Umberto Carrillo and Rey Mysterio. So I'll say that yeah, WWE is doing a very fine good job of bringing about rivalries to another rivalries, intertwining them and making a match that is like forever going. So it is good to see that and surprisingly in this match this time black and carrillo did not pick the win in a losing effort they lost the match against rollins and murphy and rollins and murphy tried to also ambush them by taking out umberto carrillo's eye but alistair black did not let them to do but instead rollins hit umberto carrillo with a stomp on the steel steps and 
went escaping so that was also good because i think their rivalry day by day just is increasing and it's just evolving every day every other day is just evolving to another level every day we are seeing alistair black with the career seth rollins and buddy murphy and even dominic and ray mysterio ray mysterio being in his home still is trying to involve in the raw in the process of their rivalry so it's good to see that this rivalry by day by day is just changing and just evolving to some next level so it's good to see then we saw the tribute to the undertaker now we know undertaker in his last ride documentary in the chapter 5 revelation he announced that the cowboy really rides away that signal was that yes he does not have any desire to fight in the ring again so he said that he will not coming back in the ring again so that means he's retiring so and it feels good to see that undertaker is retiring now because because as a fan i'll say that there is no other opponents left for him he has settled every score that he had to settle in this past years against brock lesnar against john cena against batista Shawn michaels Triple H, Randy Orton, Kane, whoever, name it. There is everyone, CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, everyone, Miz. He has settled every score that he has fought against with. And even the four-year program that he sees between from WrestleMania 25 to WrestleMania 28, two matches with Shawn Michaels consecutively 25 and 26 of WrestleManias, and then 27 and 28 WrestleMania between Triple H. He sees that a four-year program. That I I think that evolved the Undertaker to the next level. That four-year rivalry between two greatest competitors in the ring just evolved Undertaker to the next level. And like he beaten them, and then again beating Triple H in Crown Jewel, the Super Showdown thing. That was just nonsense. But still, that was like showcase it was like break the class he said break at the times of emergency break the class take out the undertaker it's just the same thing but yeah i think at this point of his age he should not return to the ring but because he has settled everything he has settled every score he has done and his last score i will say that was only john cena's he had to settle because john cena was the only one who had defeated him when he came to WWE for the first time, it was I think 2003 or 4 in SmackDown, Undertaker and John Cena's match was there. That time, John Cena was not the WWE champion, so he was not the face. He was a heel at that time due to his Doctor of Thugonomics gimmick. So, and that time, John Cena won the match and he had to settle the score. And, but you know, even the Undertaker explained that the dream it was a it could be a dream match between john cena and the undertaker but it couldn't happen because due to some due to he was the face of the company at that time and even he was the face of the company at that time he was the wwe champion he was the world heavyweight champion so it was very much inevitable that he won't they won't cross paths again but it but when it did it was high time for it john cena was not at his prime the undertaker was also not at his prime the time when they were at the prime that time the cross the paths did not cross each other 
Undertaker was in SmackDown, John Cena was in Raw. So it was very much disheartening to see the match did not happen. But it did happen after almost, I'll say, 16 years. Yeah, 16 years or 15 years after. But that was just a match. That it was just like Undertaker can wrestle again. That was a match. Yeah, yeah. That means that Undertaker has settled all the scores and... He doesn't need to return and in that tribute we also saw how legends like rick flair rick flair uh, rikishi rock Shawn michaels bret hart triple h and then even superstars like roman reigns told the stories how and uh, what is undertaker is the epitome of wrestlemania so that is how it all went and, and we think undertaker is good that he leaves now but one thing that will haunt undertaker is that he became the face of the company he became the epitome of wrestlemania but he did not achieve wwe championship in his career yes he did achieve one time i think no one will remember that at wrestlemania i think it was 1991 it was 1991- at WrestleMania, he was facing the the then WWF champion Psycho Sid, and he, and he pinned him to become the WWE champion, his first ever world title that time. But no one will remember that because he was the opponent himself had did not have that aura around that time and even undertaker was not at his prime at that time undertaker was just getting started it was only a year when undertaker was wrestling in wwe so yeah it was good to, it that only he has achieved six world six wcw world heavyweight titles during the in his wwe career and only one wwe championship so that's very disheartening to see that he did not get the Christ championship of the company be though being the face of the company for 30 plus years so let's move on to uh, the next rivalry that we saw between ruby Riot and the iconic Peyton royce this match was just an impromptu match that was built built um, backstage as a result of the confrontation of the iconics to ruby Riot, and as a result as a result, what happened is that Peyton Roy got a match against Ruby Riot. Now, I have always seen that since NXT, whenever it is the Iconics, they have a singles match. One of them is put forward. It's always not Billy Kay. It's Peyton Roy. And I don't know, it's like parody of her husband, Sean Spears, who is in AEW, who is like the biggest guy. is like the Shawn Michaels of that AEW. And here is like Peyton Roy. It's just like the counterparts of each other. Every time iconic match, singles match is done, Peyton Roy is pushed forward rather than Billy Kay. And same is like AEW's Sean Spears is being pushed. So I think that we saw. And when I saw Peyton Roy, for, for the first time I'm seeing him, seeing her wrestle, it's like she has a very talented genetic skills. Yeah, very good. And even the finisher that she performed, a spinning brain buster, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And that is the first time I'm seeing a brain buster being modified to a spinning brain buster. So that is good to see. And that put the lights out of Ruby Riot to take him, to take her out and taking the win. So that was good to see. Even the match that so was not so good. But still, because... Uh, 
Peyton Roy having that height, that genetic skills, she she prevailed in that match. Then then was the match between Big Show and Andrade and Garza. That was the match. That was a total squash match. That I'll say it was a total squash match. Nothing much to say. Only that Andrade and Garza got beaten up very very badly by Big Show by an angry giant tonight. Because an angry giant shouldn't be told that you should do cartoon shows on Netflix. Yeah, Big Show is having his show, the Big Show show on Netflix. Watch it right now. Yeah, he's doing that show on Netflix. But that doesn't mean you should bring that up in his wrestling career. So when you do that, an angry giant could be very, very much serious to handle. So that we saw tonight. And Andrade and Garza got beaten up. Well, Garza left behind. Garza left behind Andrade and Andrade got KO'd punch by Big Show and Big Show looked very very pissed and it was like Big Show just wants Randy Orton right now. Then was the match between MVP and Apollo Crews, nothing much to say in this match. It was like from last week, last two weeks we are seeing that how MVP wants to give Apollo Crews his services but Apollo Crews doesn't want his services so he takes out Apollo Crews in a very very malicious fashion. So that was also good to see. Nothing much to say about this thing because the match itself is in its preliminary stages. As a, as and as the days passes by, the more championship picture will be cleared. And seeing MVP tonight, it's like he can wrestle. He can wrestle very good. And it's like MVP is not. It's like not Bobby Lashley is being managed by MVP. It's like. Bobby Lashley is the bodyguard of MVP. It it feels like that after seeing tonight's match. But I don't know, but because it felt to me like that Bobby Lashley is the bodyguard of MVP rather than MVP managing Bobby Lashley. So that was a bit of shocking somewhat twisted spoiler that I'll say that was given tonight. Well, uh, as I said that it as and as days passes more clearer picture will come out so we'll see that and then after the match when Bobby Lashley took out Apollo Crews by full Nelson Ricochet and Cedric Alexander came to his rescue now and then have the match between Bobby Lashley and Ricochet that was an impromptu match where we saw Ricochet really getting squashed out that was a really squash match well it is so surprising to see that Ricochet who came last year from NXT to the main roster won the United States Championship went against Brock Lesnar this year for the WWE Championship he took out Giants he took out Samoa Joe he took out AJ Styles what else do you need even he has played it very good he was in the king of the ring he went on to the semi-finals until Baron Corbin screwed him but still it is very surprising to see how a very talented superstar became a jobber in 2020 like push is like the, there is no push to ricochet there is no push like ricochet has been denied any push yeah after he changed his spandex shots spandex full pants to shots now I don't know that was a bad omen for him but I don't know that won't be a bad omen that was last I was joking but I don't know that there is no push for Ricochet I am seeing it's that the last push that we saw it was in February 
and it's now almost four months have passed we are in the end of the june and and it is like ricochet has been vanished ricochet who was fighting in the main event of raw in the mid card of summer slam and extreme rules is now fighting in main event and also not sometimes also fighting so that is very surprising to see a very main event status superstar went on to become a main event status superstar to become a jobber so that is very surprising for me i don't know what is going on vince mcmahon's mind but a very he is missing out a very talented superstar's quality so he needs to look up and try to do something because AEW is giving a tough competition right now to wwe and they need to keep up with it now this it is not 2008 it was it is not 2009 it is not even 2015 though where you can compete against each other it is not competing against each other right now it is like competing against the four that is outside right now i think keeping the superstar shakeup is very very meaningless superstar shakeup was born due to there was no competition so vince mcmahon said that he will shake things up to have competition to have the ruthless aggression but now that ruthless aggression needs not to be distributed that needs to be in everyone that's why superstar shakeup is not needed right now because we have competition right now so vince mcmahon needs to look up right now good then there was the main event for the champions and the challengers between McIntyre and Asuka versus Ziggler and Banks now this match also this match without any promo so good storyline it told like in the match we saw how Dolph Ziggler is creeping into the minds of the WWE champion Drew McIntyre and also Banks can submit and pin Asuka that is that was told that was like signaling that yes they have weak points and wwe is trying to put that now so that champions can overcome that so that is good to see without any promo this match told many things to us and though this match was not so very much hard hitting or high flying or anything it but it, there was storytelling in it so for i think the main event was good sometimes no fighting is good than a storytelling match a storytelling match is good than a all fighting no storytelling match so that is sometimes good and that only we saw tonight and i think main event of this tonight was very good there was storytelling without any promos absolutely fine fantastic and so in the conclusion i'll say for tonight's raw it was good i'll give a 7.5 to 8 tonight for raw because it was good not so good but it was storytelling and it was good to see that raw is going to a heading towards more storytelling program than having too many matches so that would be good having promos is better than having too many matches so if you like my podcast make sure to follow me on anchor spotify google podcast and apple podcast radio casts and overcast wherever it's possible you listen to it and you can follow me there you can also follow, you can also subscribe to the telegram channel of fighter fury podcast go and subscribe there you can you will get the all the latest breaking news 
and all the news from the pro wrestling from from NJPW to AEW to WWE everything from backstage you will get every news there and make sure to follow my podcast i'll be posting some of my special videos and i have la- last night i have posted a special video that is a what if series that i have started a what if series and its first episode is what if bullet club is reunited in wwe make sure to go and listen to it it's on my channel so go and listen to it and as of as of for today i'll meet you in the next podcast peace